0: Welcome to the MyCode podcast. I am uh, your host, Sergio Delamo. Uh, I am here today with uh, two special guests, uh, Anton uh, Kosloft and uh, Gerrit uh, Grunwald. Uh, I hope you I pronounce your names uh, correctly. How are you guys?
1: Fine. Hey, wonderful. Hey.
0: Can you introduce yourself? Let's start with uh, Anton.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm working uh, at Azul in. Uh... In, in a team that uh, basically concentrated on core uh, OpenGDK solutions, uh, uh, and uh, we, we do a lot of other things in uh, as well, kind of uh, prime G, prime that, that high performance virtual machine with own JIT compiler, with custom uh, garbage collector, and a few other technologies to, to improve uh, startup format and uh, other things. Uh, And we also do uh, a few of uh, uh, cloud technologies to to help you to analyze uh, how Java is is running in your uh, enterprise system. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'm mostly working on OpenJDK and related stuff.
2: Uh, Can you introduce yourself, Gerrit? Yes, of course. My name is Gerrit Grunwald. I'm working for Azul as a senior developer advocate, meaning mainly creating content for websites and um, sessions at conferences. I think that's also the the way we met right, in Barcelona, if I'm right. Correct, yeah. And it's mainly about yeah. all things we do, like Anton mentioned. So not only the stuff we talk about today, but also other things.
0: Many people, including me, uh, will probably know Azul from their uh, JDK distribution, but w- what does Azul as a company does?
2: Um, yes, first of all, we, we build JDKs. Based on OpenJDK, so that that's one thing. And uh, you can get a, a free build of OpenJDK, which is named uh, Zulu Core, from uh, the Zulu website for free, and use it in production if you like, no problem. Then we offer support for this Zulu distribution. Therefore, you have to pay, which is much cheaper than the Oracle stuff, but in principle the same. And on the other hand, we we also provide uh, the so called CPU and PSU updates for this built of OpenJDK, which means critical patch updates and patch set updates. These are the two uh, updates that you can get for OpenJDK that are also provided by Oracle. This is this is the, the one part that I would say it's the standard OpenJDK thing. Uh, then we have our own JVM, which is called Azul Prime. And this is in principle based on OpenJDK, but um, we replace things in the JDK, like the compiler, for example, the C2 compiler, it is part of it, but we also have our own compiler, which is called Falcon, which is an LLVM based compiler, which has a much better performance. And then uh, we also have a, another garbage collector inside. It's a so called C4 collector, which can do pauseless garbage collection with huge heaps in a terabyte size. And also, it comes with uh, specific features, so called Ready Now, which improves startup time. This is the more Specified JVM for high performance solutions, right? Like high speed trading stuff like that. And then, in addition to that, we also have something called Intelligent Cloud, where we have features like um, the Azure vulnerability detection, which is something like you—you um, you might know products like Sneak. They do vulnerability detection on your machine or maybe on your GitHub repository. But uh, nothing is really available that can do this in production. So we baked that into the JVM. So that means, because the JVM knows exactly what it runs, right? So it knows exactly what classes to load and what jars open, which classes in the jars are running, and so on. So it calls to a web service, to the intelligence cloud, and asks for, um, let's say, checks for vulnerabilities. We have a catalog there with all the available vulnerabilities, and so we know exactly if this library uses that class and if it's vulnerable or not, and can give you feedback. So that's the big difference to the other tools that that are available on the market because they can just scan the libraries and see, oh, there is a library that uses this vulnerable thing, but it's not sure if it's really used. You might use a library, but you. Don't use all the classes in the library, right? So, this is the difference here. And then there's also something called um, cloud native compiler, where we have uh, a compiler grid, let's say in the cloud that does the use, it's using a high speed JVM compiler to run optimized code as much as possible. And then you have local uh, instances and that can just put the compilation into the cloud. Once it was compiled in the cloud, it can directly get the optimized code from the cloud instead of compiling it locally. And that saves a lot of time. Um, I think that's all we have, but Anton might know better. <laughs> <laughs> so out of yeah, my head, yeah. I think that that's a principle what we are doing. So you see, it's mainly all about Java and JVMs.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. We had, um, I didn't know the security product. Um, and I agree that's, so we, we got, for example, so we use a Snake Jamel, uh, in Micro Three, uh, and Snake Jamel is like built-in. And Exchange YAML had a vulnerability if you were like using uh, a constructor which we are not using. But the problem is the people flag you right, and if there is no there is no patch because there is like a, a Snake Jamel provides an alternative solution, and as you say, it's like uh, you are gonna get, so if you run like this in your local development environment, you're gonna get like flagged. They're gonna tell you like you have like a Snake YAML which is affected by this a C V E but actually the code is not is not vulnerable because you are not actually using the code path that is affected. That's really interesting.
2: That's exactly the problem, right? Because usually these days you have to drag in so many different dependencies. And this again, you transient dependencies from other places and you don't really have an overview which classes are really used. And the, only the JVM knows when it loads the classes. So that's uh, the reason we we built that product. It's quite new. It it was, um, I think, in December it was published. So it, it's it's quite new. You can also find it on the website.
0: Yeah, I will include a link to the to the show notes. It's a soul vulnerability detection. If anyone wants to jump ahead and search for it in in Google. In Agenda, I'm going to rely on uh, first on and Gary. Do you have, a, do you, Gary is like traveling all around the world. So if you follow him in social media, he's like uh, talks in a lot of companies. What, what's coming from you?
2: Oh, so, this Yeah, I, I will uh, be at JFocus uh, and talk about JDKs and all the different distributions that we have. Because we have, I think, more than 25 different distributions. Most of them based on OpenJDK. But what's the difference? Which one to choose and why, right? So nobody knows. Yeah. So ma- many mainly people just choose something because they heard of. Oh, I, I use that one because everybody uses it. I try to just explain what's available and with the different features. And then there is another session I will do this year is about uh, security for developers, but not really in deep because I'm a developer. I'm not a security expert, and I just it's more or less explaining to myself, what is needed as a developer to know about security, right? And why it's important to know something at least. And these are the two sessions uh, I propose to um, a lot of conferences. So we will see. I, I don't know where, where else I will go.
0: Right now, is, so we are recording this in the, a little bit in advance past of publication. Which is, we are recording this on, on January 25th. And uh, is, right now, it's like call for paper deadline, craziness. So there is like a lot of call for papers closing the, the 31st of January and uh, first weeks of February. So I am in the same situation as Jerry. Like, Try not to miss too many call for papers deadlines and
2: And then waiting, and crossing to see where, fingers.
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah, Exactly. I, I hear you. We have an event on February the 16th. Uh, we have the first uh, 2023 Micronaut Foundation uh, Town Hall. It's an online event. It's free. Please attend and uh, stay on top of uh, what's coming with Micronaut 4. Uh, we have also an in-person talk in the Oracle offices in Madrid by uh, Alvaro Sánchez Mariscal. Um, it's about uh, Kubernetes and uh, um, uh, Micronaut and implementing uh, operators, uh, Kubernetes operators with uh, the MyCode framework, so uh, that's uh, talking Spanish uh, in person in Madrid, again in the Oracle offices, so uh, hope uh, to see you in the MyCode Town Hall this uh, Thursday uh, and if you are in Madrid, hopefully we can see each other on the 23rd for our Talk. We have published also several uh, MyCode guides since the last episode. We have published one guide about how to secure a Microdot application using an API key. We have uh, published another guide about how to configure a cross-origin resource sharing course in a Microdot application. Uh, moreover, we have a guide uh, which uh, is uh, very related to today's topic, uh, which is building a Docker image of your Microdot application, and in that guide... Uh, we saw how to uh, build a Docker image of a uh, um, MyCode application uh, which uses MyCode crack with a uh, Docker build crack. Um, so if after the episode you think uh, crack is interesting, please uh, check out that guide and get started with MyCode crack. I wanted to talk today with um, Gerrit and Anton about uh, uh, crack um, so let's start by... I guess let's start by the name. So CRACK is an acronym for...
1: <laughs> okay, well, let me do that. Uh, CRACK stands for Coordinated Restore at Checkpoint. And a lot of uh, confusing terms be just in, uh, in, in the explanation. So, so uh, yeah, we uh, probably I need kind of a big uh, overview of What what is... Uh, but what can be improved in in Java world and how we are going to do that? Uh, probably closest analogy for that is a laptop uh, that you always uh, carry with you and uh, you always ready a lot of documents ready and programs open that you can, open, can, can jump uh, to to work and be uh, And usually you don't see any problems with that. But uh, once you have a re- once you have to reboot your laptop. It's a big. It's, it's a bit painful. You need to restart everything, open of, a lot of documents, and uh, so on. So uh, for, for y- usually uh, you don't have that problem because uh, your app can uh, can be in sleep mode and uh, everything is ready. Uh, but in the JVM world, uh, every JVM uh, do a fresh start uh, with uh, every time you you start a program and. Uh, that involves a lot of uh, class loading, uh, JIT, comp- JIT compilations, uh, probably components uh, talking with each other. So uh, for that, uh, we are p- proposing a technology based on kind of snapshotting of uh, Java Virtual Machine, and for that process we call checkpoint and restore checkpoints to uh, to store uh, an image of uh, of a JVM. And restore is uh, to get uh, an instance of running uh, Java from the image. And uh, yeah, uh, probably that 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 covers two of, uh, of three uh, terms. Uh, but uh, continue analogy with the, <laughs> the laptop. Uh, usually, in, in you have everything you may need uh, in the uh, in, in the in the laptop itself. All the data, all the uh, all, all the Files, all the connections, and so on. So, uh, if something is missing uh, during the time when uh, when when your, your lid is closed, mm-hmm. there, there is no problem. It usually uh, handled uh, in, in the usual way, just like plug like, uh, connections, uh, network connections, and so on. Uh, but for G M, this is not the way we can uh, really attempt to solve the problem. We cannot store everything uh, in the image itself. It, it will. Be capturing the whole state of the world, probably with parts of operating system, with parts of network connections. That this is not what we really want to do. So uh, uh, instead, for that, we we are kind of open uh this, um, this abstraction. We are, uh, uncover the fact we are snapshotting and restoring from the image. We let programs know that uh, there is a uh, checkpoint in restore. Uh, phases of actions and, and, and allow uh, programs to react on that. Uh, this is uh, what what this coordination is for to, to to involve the program into the process of creating an image. So yeah, that's that's high level well idea. And
0: the problem that Crack is trying to solve is. It's a startup time of Java applications?
1: Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, there, there are a few applications of the technology and we usually look at that as, as a technology. But the, the primary action is indeed to improve startup and warm-up time.
0: Because you can tell me that you are like the experts in uh, JDKs. Uh, Java as a, a platform and as a programming language, once the application is running, is fast. So... There is no problems with the performance of, I mean, you you just told Jerry, like, uh, you have like clients that use Java for, for trading applications, right? So it's not that Java is not fast when it's like uh, running 24 hours seven, right? No, that's correct.
2: I mean, the problem is, as probably all of us know, is that when you, you start up, it's the JIT itself, right? It's right. The whole process of JITting instead of ahead of time compilation or native compilation that you usually use with when you create native apps. The difference is is that you gain some flexibility by by using a JIT where you can, during the runtime of your application, you can always optimize the code. But first of all, you have to compile it all and optimize it. And in the JVM, it's like first interpretation, and then it goes to the next level, which is the C1 compiler, and then from there to the next level, which is the C2 compiler. And not every code is going there. But once it, it reaches this phase, then it's pretty fast, the problem is getting there takes some time and the, the bigger the application the longer it can take and this might be sometimes a problem it's not for everybody a problem in the past where we have monoliths everywhere it, it wasn't a problem to start the server and it takes maybe 20 minutes to start it once and then it runs for a month, no problem mm. but these days where we have microservices everywhere and then you would like to have them start them up as fast as possible because Sometimes they are short-lived, so it, it doesn't make sense to optimize it uh, in the best possible way just to run it for a couple of minutes, and then you have to shut it down again. So you yeah. lose all the optimization optimizations every time you run the service, and this is the 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 problem we try to solve, right? To to keep the optimizations once you did them, and then run directly from there full speed. That's that's
1: the main idea, I think. Startup is not uh, is is still is important thing of uh, in, in Java programs. I mean, we, we still need to optimize start- startup as well because of uh, all kind of serverless functions like uh, AWS Lambda uh, that, uh, that 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 uh, that is expected to, to be ready, but sometimes it's not, and you spend a significant pile, uh, significant amount of time just to spin up uh, Lambda service. And we are targeting this as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the startup time has limited places where Java could go, and nowadays those places are becoming more and more popular, such as serverless or like uh, like Gary was saying, like you have like a small microservices that you need to replicate really fast. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. I think um, that Java can go can serve monoliths and microservices and serverless functions. That's great at least for us Java programmers, so we can keep using Java uh, everywhere. So the, the laptop analogy I think is great. I, that's the way I I picture um, crack myself. So it's like kind of you put the application to Hibernate uh, and then the start time is not like starting from scratch, but like resuming, right? So when like kind of like when you like... Uh, a hibernate your laptop and you resume is really fast and as you said like when you reboot the laptop is not as fast so it's um, the same idea i think that's a great analogy so azul integrates crack in the azul jdk or how, how does it work so it's crack is only available right now in in azul jdk what's the story
1: around that uh, probably we can uh, just break uh, down the the project crack uh, as, as crack as a whole to to new project and one uh, one 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 of the things uh, you you may think about uh, you may perceive crack as uh, as a GDK that implements uh, this coordination and uh, checkpoint and restore and uh, uh, at, at the moment uh, it's available in uh, just open source builds uh, of uh, some GDKs that that can be do- downloaded from GitHub, uh, run, uh, and you can you can tackle and experiment with technology. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, actually a- a- everyone is able to do such kind of builds. Uh, Azul, Oracle uh, uh, team, uh, uh, anyone from from those, those twenty uh, Gerrit has mentioned. So yeah, this is this is one part of uh, an implementation, and another part uh, is uh, is the specification and uh, APIs that that are uh, crucial for for this project to people really be able and really use uh, these APIs, <laughs> and uh, this, this part is uh, is more high level high level work that does not involve any uh, implementation. Uh, and uh, that is hosted in uh, OpenJDK project uh, uh, and is developed under OpenJDK roof. Uh, So with that, it's actually uh, uh, not only many bundles of the same technology is possible, but also many implementations of the same technology is possible uh, with the same API. For people
0: who don't know how the... The politics of uh, OpenJDK works, uh, myself included, is, uh, so you propose, like, you have this idea, right? And you propose it and it gets accepted as a project in OpenJDK, right? And if you go to wiki.openjdk.org, slash display slash crack, you will find, like, the project is like a project in OpenJDK. And then the, the JDK vendors, they collaborate together to provide implementations of this idea, and if the implementations, they look promising, then eventually this may become like mainstream or how does it work exactly?
1: Uh, how, how it will work, it's, it's an open question. Yeah, we'll, we'll be able to, to look at that in, in the retrospective uh, way. But uh, yeah, uh, the, you're, 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 you're actually correct. Yeah, there is a, a project is OpenJDK way to develop some experimental technologies that, uh, is that indeed may not... Uh, be uh, included in some uh, in, in the mainline version of JDK in some uh, some JDK version, but really, what what really work and hopefully it will. But in, anyway, uh, right? Uh, uh, there is a, a, a project, a, a development branch when we collaborate with uh, many folks, including uh, Amazon, Red Hat, and uh, uh, to, to 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 get this right, to get API. Uh, go, Working in, in, in a way it, it is expected uh, to get uh, implementation to do what, uh, what is uh, reasonable in, in limitations in, in, in some constraints and uh, so on. Uh, yeah, and as I said, yeah, we really hope it will be eventually included in uh, one of the Java versions and probably, I any mean Java major version. And probably it won't start with uh, complete implementation. Uh, first, it may be just an API that, uh, uh, that 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 may be implemented in different way that uh, vendors or implementers may uh, may decide on their own. Kind of like uh, Java in, in general works. It first, is a specification and uh, a set of uh, APIs that describe what implementation should should do. And the implementation would be uh, based on OpenJDK or not. Uh, 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 so, yeah. Uh, it, d- during the time, yeah, we, we will start with APIs and implementation. Yeah. Then we'll see.
2: And then I think so, the final decision is made by Oracle, right? So if it becomes really an official open, part of OpenJDK, like we saw with the uh, Project Jigsaw, which was uh, for years, it was in, uh, an OpenJDK project, but never really made it until they came up with the module system, which is based on Jigsaw. And then it it became officially part of the OpenJDK distribution, right? So because there are a lot of these projects in OpenJDK that are not really part of the mainline OpenJDK, but they are just projects, like you said, like proposals for new features. And then it depends uh, if they will be implemented or not. It's not really a decision of, uh, you can take it as a vendor and do it on your own. But if you would like to become part of the official Oracle Open JDK, let's say, then um, it me- it needs Oracle to to say that, right? Uh,
1: I, I'm not sure. Actually, it's attribution by by company, but uh, as a general community, yeah, it's uh, it's true that uh, a lot of uh, 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 that uh, some major part of the community consists from the Oracle folks. But uh, I think in, in Open JDK. Uh, Option DK does not distinguish really uh, who works where, just uh, it's metamor- more of uh, awareness of of uh, the project and uh, so on. But yeah, it's, it's true that uh, my, my, many folks uh, are really working in Oracle and uh, may, many are folks who really do decisions.
0: So right now... Uh... Crack is this proposal in OpenJDK, as there are many others. What you published is like the API or a proposal for the API, right? As distributed to, um, to Maven Central and, or to GitHub packages, I don't remember. Uh, but there is basically the proposal of an API. But before going into that, we, we, we say like the advantages of Crack is that it could heavily optimize your startup time of your application because you are kind of hibernating and then resuming instead of like starting from scratch, what are the limitations? So what, what do developers need to think? Like, what do they need to think? What do you have to do before going into heaven? Do you have to do anything at all?
2: Uh, maybe, maybe first of all, we should mention that it's at the moment only available on Linux. Correct. That's a constraint that, that and you can't really, because I had people that really run Java on Windows servers, and ask for crack, and I said, sorry, I, you can't really use it. So it's it only works on Linux systems. Why? The technology we use in the background, which is called CRIU, which is part of the Linux kernel, and um, because this is not really... It, it relies on the PROC file system, which is not really part of... Uh, not even not of all this dist- uh, Linux distributions, but um, it's not part of m- the macOS, and it's, it's not really part of Windows. So that's the reason you can't really use the current implementation of Crack on Windows and Mac, which doesn't mean it wouldn't be possible. If there would be some mechanism that is approachable, then we could implement that. But uh, it's, it's uh, so we are not really bound to this CRIO only. So there, it's abstracted internally. So you can use different technologies. Even I think on Linux, there are other projects that do the same thing like CRIO does, but CRIO is the most common one. And, and I think the most stable, uh, that's the reason why we use it. But this is one, one limitation you have to keep in mind. And the stuff that is available right now is also only on x64, so not on ARM. So if you run Linux on ARM, you also probably can't use it at the moment. That's the first uh, first uh, constraints you have. And then there are others. Maybe Anton will explain that.
1: Uh, yeah, that, uh, this is a certainly true. And uh, actually, uh, actually, we are working to, to 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 provide more bundles of crack uh, for for different operating systems or at least architectures so for example arm sixty uh, thirty four should be not that hard uh, there are a few places uh deep down in in Creo that needs to be fixed, but uh, fixed but that that's man- manage- manageable uh, different operating systems uh, are also mm, are also problematic but uh, at some degree are possible at least uh no, we, c- we can provide a part of uh, crack implementation to expose the API to, to, to get uh, you the same, uh, the, 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 the same level of uh, generic implementation, uh, for example except, everything except checkpoint and restore itself. Just, for example, to you able to, to develop on Windows and Mac and uh, then uh, be able to run on, on Linux. That's also manageable and uh we, we are thinking about that and uh or, and, and, and looking for a for a good and reasonable way to overcome those overcome those problems uh but uh, there are there, there are some uh, some some prerequisites uh, that are embedded in crack and those those ones that we uh that with, with, with which we are probabilistic uh for some time uh, uh as as i said uh for Crack, uh, we, uh, it, uh, we, require, uh, we, we provide coordination uh, for programs, but coordination is not o- only an, an ability, but it's also a requirement. Uh, so, For example, uh, yeah, since we, we, we cannot store everything from external world uh, with a GVM image, uh, we need somehow to deal uh with the links with with that external image uh, external world i mean uh, that if what what if java program has opened the file uh before checkpoint uh and uh, the file is missing after restore what what is the correct uh behavior of standard library or implementation when the file is missing uh for, for regular Java programs, it's a, it, it will be a, a real problem just because uh, something that, that should be should be there is not is not now. So uh, to 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 get some to get some sense from uh, from the image, we, we require uh, the program to close all connections to external world to to remove all the links. And this is uh, this is a requirement. Uh, on checkpoint time, at the, at the at the point when you're doing the snapshot, uh, so uh, you, you if if you're not uh, obeying that that requirement, uh, the checkpoint is not created. It's something like uh, like safety mechanism that prevents you to create to get a checkpoint that won't run uh, after some time on a different machine uh, when the file is missing. Or for example, if uh, for microservice worlds uh, if if a port that you're listening on is taken, uh, uh, we, we we require no connections with external world, but provide an ability to restore these connections uh, after restore. Uh, and in that way, uh, when when you will be uh, when you will be restoring the, these connections, uh, you will be able to handle all the exceptions, all the all the problems that uh, that are possible. So, for, for example. I was missing, or oh, the port is, uh, is, is taken, then uh, I, I may take another one that is oh, I, I one. I, 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 I even may ask user uh, for, for some input, what should I do next? And uh, that, is, that, that is something that uh, you should program in, in, uh, in Java programs if you're going to run on crack.
0: So yes, to recap, limitations, you have to be on Linux right now. And your application has to close connections. That's coming back to what I was uh, hinting before. So you provided an API so that people are able to say, like, just before you go to Hibernate, which is called before the checkpoint, right? eh, I will close the connection. And then you provide also the API provides like a Java method, basically, which is going to tell you, like, just after the checkpoint, you can like resume whatever you have to resume, right? The API is as simple as I described. So there is like an interface called resource and there's like a before and after method and you override them and provide whatever you have to do. Sometimes you will not have to do anything after restore, sometimes you will have. So uh, another point is like the registration, right? So the the order of this, so maybe you have to do more than one thing in your application. And those things need to happen in a particular order, right? And the part of the API is that you have to register these resources that you are writing in your own application.
2: Maybe I can jump in here. The idea is that you have you have a so-called context in the JVM, and then you have this interface that we, the API provides, which is called Resource. And this interface you implement in all the classes where you have to where you have resources like. Uh, External connections to the to the external world, and that means you implement the interface in that classes, and then you override the methods before checkpoint and after restore, and do the the, the stuff you have to do, and then you have to let the JVM know that this resource is there, right? You have to register this resource in the so called context, so that the JVM can notify this resource in case of a checkpoint and even after a restore from a checkpoint. That's the main idea of the uh, of this. Uh, Registering because if you don't do it, then the JVM doesn't know. Just implementing the interface is not enough because then you have it. You have the imp- implemented. That's fine, but in case of a checkpoint, the JVM does nothing because it doesn't know of this resource. So you register it at the context, and the, and the JVM will let the resource know. Now it's a checkpoint. It will call the before checkpoint method and so on, and after the restore is the same. So that that's the stuff you need to do exactly. And it's a it's a static call. Uh, I think core dot get global context, and then you get the context where you can register the resources. And as you mentioned already, the order might be important, right? So you might have a resource open like a database. Which is used by another resource, so and the, so the database has to be opened first, the database connection. That means if you close the resources, you do that in the reverse order. You register them, and if you restore them, you do that in the same order as you register them. So to make sure that everything is always in the in the correct order, uh, in terms of the resources how they are registered, that, that's the idea. I, I hope that was correct, Anton.
1: <laughs> yeah, certainly. Uh... Oh, uh, yeah, I I I usually read the Java docs because have uh, written for that. <laughs> to, 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 to do that correct? One uh, one what, thing maybe worth mentioning is that uh, you you are free actually to implement context as uh, context as as you like. So you you just you may decide the order. You may you may implement random order for some reason for for, for house testing for example.
0: So I I. S- so crack uh, in a talk by uh, Jerry in JVC and Conf. And we had already been aware of the technology before and wanted to see how we could integrate into the framework. So what I would like to tell the people listening to the podcast is uh, how can you use this nowadays in Micronaut? What we did is the following. So um, the API that Jerry just described, uh, it's published as um, as any other dependency that you can install in your application. So you just have to add a dependency in your application. You could do the steps that uh, Jerry described. So you could like... uh, create a class, implement this interface called resource, and then register manually those resources in the crack context. What we have done uh, in... Uh, so if you go to docs.micro.io, you will find we have a dependency called uh, MyCode Crack. Everything that uh, I'm going to try to explain in audio format should be there in words. I'm probably much better explained. Um, so what we have done is... Um, so when you are working with MyCode 99% of the time, you are creating singletons in your application, right? And you have like a a class in MyCode that is a singleton, it's annotated with the standard uh, jakarta.injectsingleton. So what we have created is we have an interface called uh, orderResource, which as you can imagine extends from the crackResource interface, which we just talked about, which has the before and the after method. and It also extends from a class that we have in MyCode called ordered, uh, which, as the name says, is, has a method called getOrder. It's a functional interface. So you can use that to essentially configure the order. Uh, so what my.ca will do for you is you don't have to register your resources in the my.ca. We will do that for you. One of the things that you have to think about is the order. So if, you don't, if your resources don't need any particular order, that's fine. Don't override. Uh, GetOrder has a default uh, implementation. So if the order is not important for you, you you don't care about it, then don't override that method. If the order is important for you in your uh, singleton annotated in, which implements uh, order resource, then override it. So what we have done for users is they don't have to care about. <clears throat> about registering resources. They just add this micro-crack dependency to their applications. They implement uh, all the resources in, in the single stone that they need to do something special. Um, sometimes you will not have to do anything because what we are doing in the library is we are providing resources for you. So for example, uh, right now, if you have a micro application which uses Netty, we have a resource already in microcrack crack which will take care of, of doing the necessary work uh, to be able to close netty and start netting uh, properly. So we do that uh, for you. If you are using, for example, MicroData JDBC with a connection pool such as Hikari, that works out of the box. So you just add Micronaut crack. And so you could have nowadays, today, as we are recording this, you can have like a Micronaut application with the netty runtime Using persistent, typical persistent with MyCode data, with a repository pattern, using Hikari, which is probably one of the most common connection pools that MyCode users use. And that will work automatically for you. We are working on providing integrations with other integrations. So the MyCode framework has many integrations. We will have like around 50 modules or even 60 modules. So for example, today I was like checking uh, our Gitter community uh, and there was like a user wanted to use micro crack with Redis and apparently it's not working. So probably we have to do something to work properly with Redis. Um, so the goal for us is that this is transparent for you. You as a framework developer, you don't have, as a framework user, you don't have to do anything uh, unless you do you have anything custom and you have to close any connection custom, but... Uh, for most things, uh, this should work uh, out of the box without you uh, needing to even create a resource for you. Uh, what else are we doing? So in my code, we have uh, one. So I told you that 99% of the time uh, you will be using singletons, uh, but we have other scopes as other dependence injection engines, as you can imagine. So we have the prototype scope, but we have another scope, which I think for crack is quite interesting, which is the ad refreshable. So if you have a class, a singleton, that sometimes you have to shut down and recreate, we have an annotation called ad refreshable. And there are two ways that typically you can refresh those singletons. One is uh, publishing a refresh event internally in your code. Another one is you sometimes, uh, people expose an endpoint so code endpoints for you coming from a Spring background is similar to the Spring Boot actuators. So same idea. So you can expand expo- an endpoint called a refresh. And when you hit that endpoint, a refresh event is uh, recreated and those refreshable beans are basically recreated. So what we have done, and this is something that you can uh, turn off if you don't want this behavior, but by default... Uh, when you are using MyCodeCrack and beans annotated with refreshable we will destroy those beans before the checkpoint, and they will be recreated the next time they are needed. So if uh, I, I, we assume that that's kind of probably a desired behavior, that if you but the, as I said, this is configurable. So if this is not your cup of tea and you want your refreshable beans not to be destroyed uh, before the checkpoint, you can you can turn this off. Um, another thing that we have done is. Um, I am myself a Mac OS developer and my colleague who has done uh, most of the job uh, called Tim Yates. He's also working on Mac. um, We created a checkpoint simulator so that in your um, test class path, you can basically call like, um, emulate like a checkpoint and you can see like your, you can test like your teardown logic is working correctly. uh, So you can like emulate like shutting down and starting it up without, without, doing the real thing but for this kind of uh, when you really have to write your own resources this can be helpful to have like a a test so we have like the the context simulator but the most interesting thing and uh, that we have uh, in place is so my code is built agnostic we support both uh, maven and gradle and Uh, you may be listening to this podcast and you you may be thinking okay Sergio but how can I try this Uh, for real is um, so we both our uh, build tools they provide uh, different packaging options right Um, so let's talk with Gradle but with Maven it's the same so with Gradle you can for example you can have a micro application and you can generate a fat jar and run it right uh, with Java, minus jar so you just generate a gradle shadow jar generate a fat jar and you execute it that's a runnable jar uh, another way that you can do and that's typical and it's becoming more typical nowadays and nowadays is you want to generate basically like a docker image of your application and uh, run the docker image um, and we have different flavors there right uh, one of the flavors is uh, same scenario you just want to uh, run uh, a fat jar but within a Docker image. And essentially what we will do is we will build the, the fat jar inside the Docker image and uh, the entry point will be just jar minus jar. Right. Another scenario is, uh, and for that, we have like a gradle task, which is called a Docker build. And we have like a Maven packaging, which is equivalent. I think Maven package by default, defaults to building like a fat jar. Maven package. Minus D packaging equals Docker will uh, generate a Docker image of your micro application with Maven. Uh, we have also for uh, for Gradvm. so Micro has a great integration with Gradle. So if you want to generate a native executable of your application, uh, you can do Gradle native compile, and that will generate like a an native executable for the for your operating system. So that could be, for example, for IMBAC OS but most of the times uh, your servers are running on linux right uh, so you don't want like a native executable for macos so typically what people will do is they will do like something like gradle docker build native and what that will do is that will essentially um, in a, site, uh, a linux so it will inside a uh, linux it will uh, install gradle community edition it will install the native image component and it will basically generate an native executable and the entry point of your docker image will be the native executable, right? Uh, so for crack, we have done the same. So we have a uh, docker crack and we have also like, in, maybe we have a package, I think it's called docker-does-crack. Uh, and what we do is uh, we take your MyCode application, we use Linux, as you can imagine in the Docker image because it doesn't work in anything else than Linux. We install the Azul JDK. We generate a fat jar of the micro application. We run it. So we do jar minus jar and then we checkpoint it and we give an extra option which is um, uh, we checkpoint it and then when you run the docker image the, um, the basically the entry point is going to be the restoration of the checkpoint right so the the execution of that uh, a docker image is going to be much faster than the traditional fat jar right because of the reasons that anton mentioned um, another thing that we do for users is we allow them to create like a warm-up script, um, and this is probably something that the, uh, you, Anton or, or Jerry can talk more about, but essentially what we allow the users is to provide a bus script that allows you to do like, I don't know, like send a thousand requests against your micro application before each checkpoint um, <clears throat> because that will impact the, potentially it may impact favorably the performance of the restoration of the application but that's probably something that you can explain better than
2: yeah the interesting part uh, with crack is is that it's so flexible so it doesn't only solve the startup problem which is mainly time to first response but you can also use it to solve or not to solve but to get around the whole warm-up of your application so some applications need to be warmed up before they are really fast so then, it's not really the time to first response. That that is important, but it's really it takes some time. And companies run these warm up scripts to like hammer the API with all kinds of calls to just make it as fast as possible, to touch as many code pieces as possible, to get them optimized in in the code base in the in the compiler. And uh, that's what you what you uh, what you're trying to solve or what you offer here. It's it's great because you you can create an application that needs or that. Really benefits from warming it up in full to full performance level because then all the stuff is compiled as fast as possible and um, maybe we have to just explain that shortly because if you just run your application up to the first response doesn't mean it's fully optimized because there might be pieces of your code that never have been touched by the compiler right so that means if you would really have to have the, the best performance possible of your application, you need to touch as many code pieces in your application as possible by the compiler, right? To get it as optimized as possible. For that, some companies run specific, like you said, warm up scripts to make sure that now this is really fast, the application is good. For example, trading uh, companies. They need to warm up the trading application before the market opens to make sure that the code is optimized and fast, as fast as possible. So they have this warm-up scripts. And if you offer that before doing the actual checkpoint, that makes it possible to to optimize this whole thing, which is great because this is something... That we we can't we can't offer that right. So it, it's cool that you you offer this this possibility for users to warm the application up before they actually create the checkpoint. This this is really this really, really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, I would also just just want to appreciate all the work that has been done to to to, to help users with crack. And, uh, yeah, as as, as we uh, expose uh, as 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 you said, we are providing a package. Uh, uh, that, that allows uh, you to use crack APIs in uh, on 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 uh, any JDK Actually, the one that does not even uh, support any crack or expose any crack API, or does not have uh, any crack implementation, you uh, you move to with two Checkpoint simulators, and that, that's something that we we'll probably need to get in our in in, in our JDKs as well. <laughs> have you considered to to contribute that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so right now what we are doing in the, in the bus script is quite naive. Uh, so as you can imagine, we don't know what the user's applications are. So if, by default, our warm-up script, I believe, just does a curl request and localhost 8080 to the, to the root path. But as you said, if you know your application right, tweak the warm-up script, uh, call as many of your code paths as you can, that could help. Uh, so you are going to see a lot of improvements without... Providing any warm-up script. So what I encourage people to do is, um, we are gonna publish a microdot guide showing how how they can measure the performance improvements of like uh, the same micro application uh, with the different packaging scenarios that we described. Um, check it for yourself with your project. Um, I think you are gonna see like a much faster startup time uh, without doing any warm-up script. Uh, but if you go to go the extra mile. Uh, both uh, our Maven and Gradle plugins should uh, provide you like uh, an easy entry point um, to do that and another thing that we have uh, that I forgot is, so we have Microt Crack and then we have another project called Microt Crack Test, uh, which is where we have like uh, our functional test for the integration so I just described that we have like a it works um, with Netty and it works with uh, Hikari. Uh, we are working on some Micro supports other runtimes such as Tomcat or Jetty. So we are trying to work um, with other... Um, yeah, basically, our goal is that MyCode Crack works with all the integration that we have. So it doesn't matter the technology that you are using. In an idea world, uh, us, the framework developers, should take care of doing the work for you of creating those resources that need to do the necessary work and... For you, uh, as a developer, should be uh, transparent. So, if you are hitting any, so if you are training my and you are hitting any limitations, please let us know. Uh, or if you have any feedback, please let us know. Um, but we are really excited. I am really excited about uh, crack and what's possible. I think this is another going to be another um, another tool uh, for developers uh, to bring uh, micro Java applications to places that we couldn't be before. Um, so we had a talk in the in in a previous podcast episode with uh, uh, Mark Sales from AWS uh, about the uh, AWS SnapStart. Uh, which is, I think is related to what um, Anton was saying. is kind of another implementation of crack, right? It's not like um, the Azul implementation of crack, but this is kind of how they are uh, using the same ideas uh, of kind of hibernating and resuming a Java application uh, in Lambda. And we are seeing excellent results there. And the great thing is um, they are using the same API as the one that you... Made public, uh, so if you are using microcrack, uh, you don't have to change your code. If you are like working with uh, Netty, then you can use um, Docker Build Crack and use the Azure JDK. Uh, if you are like taking that application and deploying to Lambda, um, the same code will work. Uh, as I said, it's a different implementation, uh, so it's exciting to see in the JVM like uh, different vendors. Uh, using crack um, hopefully we can get some feedback from people uh, listening to the episode and um, <clears throat> using uh, Mike crack. um what, what should people um, so we told people about the limitations uh, that they have to be careful about the uh, open connections currently works in Linux um, what's next for crack uh, from your point of view and what should people get excited about what should people be asking for yeah, but
1: uh, well, as 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 you can imagine, yeah, uh, uh, getting it to the next measure Java version is is what we are really targeting. To what is the next measure Java version? It's, it's it's an open question. <laughs> it depends on when uh, when when we all as a community agree that the API uh, is sufficient, it provides everything, uh, is is there, and all the names are good, and that that kind of stuff, and uh, uh, from the implementation point of view we uh, we have few things that, that will not be uh, covered by AI changes that usually uh, internal changes uh, mm, mm, sometimes <laughs> yeah uh, for example we we', we we're thinking about uh, how to improve this uh, warm up script uh, so for example if uh, uh, this, this is uh, work driven exactly uh the existence of uh, the existence of this warm up script uh, when when uh, and how can we say that warm uh, up has ended for this particular VM and it uh, works in the uh, optimal performance this uh, this is a research question and but uh, we have some uh, some some preliminary work kind of exposing. Some metrics uh, that may uh, help you to answer. Are, are you ready for checkpoint, or, or you should provide some more, uh, more workload and to get a better performance? Uh, there, there, there are a lot of interesting things we can do. I personally uh, create uh, small, small examples to, to understand how, how the technology behaves and uh, what is missing there. Uh, so uh, I, I, I see some spots for for missing tooling, but yeah, <laughs> probably probably I should let you to, to explore the technology and uh, ask uh, to, to allow you to ask for some tooling uh, to, to compare to compare the, our feelings what is missing and what should be implemented next. Yeah, but uh, definitely uh, we are going in many directions. API improvements in implementation and in uh, ecosystem uh, and you guys doing uh, 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 really great and I am really uh, excited and impressed of the work that, that you have done. I, I see it really really helpful, very important for, for technology like crack to, to start off.
0: So my code is always, we are like always trying to like be fast with a good developer experience. And we have done a lot of work on kind of like build time optimizations and things like that. And yeah, this is kind of another, as you said, this is another tool for developers and quite excited about it. Do you have anything else that you would like to point on your side, Garrett?
2: I just would like to point people to try it out if possible. So we need um, as many input as possible. So because... We just provide the the, the feature or the, the the thing itself, but we don't know really how it will be used by, by users in the end. So that means uh, always when I do a session about crack, then people ask, oh, but can I do this? Can I do that? And I only can say, test it. We need this feedback because you have ideas. We just provide the tool, but you use it, right? And, and we need the feedback from you. Um, if something fails or not, it, it might be the same for for micronaut. So you need people to test that yeah, absolutely. actually in applications. And then they come back with feedback like the Redis guy and say, oh, it doesn't work. So then you know, where you have to work on. And this is the same for us. So people should just use it and uh, try it out. Uh, at GitHub slash crack, you will find it. And then you can just start from there. And uh, this is the only thing I would like to ask for.
0: Uh, we forgot. So it's, you have like a GitHub organization called crack. So you go to github.com slash crack, that's the GitHub organization. You will see like uh, when we were working the integration, that was really helpful to us because you had like some examples about how to kind of do the things that we are right now doing in our build tools please try it out Uh, it's really really easy so it's really to I will include a link in the show notes but um, we added like so my launch is our project generator so if you go to launch.mycode.io we have like a button called features go there select crack Uh, you will see like crack it says preview but actually we released already like a a uh, uh. GA version of the module. Uh, click generate project. Uh, go and do like uh, Docker Crack, um, and if you select video, you just maybe do like package uh, Docker Crack, uh, and you will have like uh, your first uh, micro application checkpoint in, in hopefully in, in seconds. Um, so try it out, please. Uh, I see many scenarios, as Jerry was saying. I see like people using like container as a service solutions such as AWS Fargate. Um, this would work fantastic, or in Google Cloud Run, um, that should work really, really well uh, as well. Um, so um, yeah, please use it. Please give us feedback, and and hopefully we can given that feedback. We can create more documentation and more tutorials about how to use it, and keep improving our integration. Uh, but yeah excited and thank you both for taking the time to talk to me today um, anything else that you would like to point before we wrap up no <laughs> from, my, from my end I'm gonna I'm gonna thank the sponsors before I forget so many thanks to the MyCode Foundation uh, sponsors for sponsoring the MyCode Foundation uh, which is a foundation which helps uh, not just develop but also uh, promote the framework so kind of a uh, what Jerry and myself do, a lot of advocacy. So we have corporate and community sponsors. We have uh, Object Computing, which is an ambassador sponsor of the Mycode Foundation, MicroStream, where we have also like an integration with MicroStream, which is a really exciting, uh, persistent technology on the JBM. Uh, MicroStream is a silver sponsor of the Micro Foundation. We have uh, the people from Safari.net, from Visor Games, Hyphen q Those are bronze sponsors of the Micro Foundation. Uh, Oracle is an engineering partner of the Microsoft Foundation and Gradle Enterprise and JetBrains who are um, tools uh, partners of the foundation many many thanks to all of them without the, the sponsors the foundation uh, will not be possible and my job will not be possible so uh, many thanks to all of them and many thanks also to the community sponsors to individuals that uh, sponsor the foundation and again thanks to Azul uh, for uh, borrowing me um, uh, Anton and, and Gary today to talk to me Thanks for listening to the podcast, and we see each other soon, hopefully. Thank you. Thank
1: you.